At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience. And it is officially Saturday across the 48 states. The continental 48 states. If you're out there in Hawaii, well... Unfortunately, you've still got two more hours until it is officially a college football Saturday for you. But now that it is a college football Saturday, we're going to be going college football heavy. Going to give you guys a New York Post pick in the back half of this hour as well when it comes to baseball as well. But we're going hard when it comes to college football. Let's first things first, take a look at some of the things that we wound up seeing from Friday night in college football. Clemson, they get the win, but no cover against Syracuse, 17 to 14. Anywhere between a 13 and a 13 and a half point favorite and a total 44. Unable to get it done there. Total goes under. Clemson gets the cover on the road. Marshall was able to get a cover, though. 49 to 21. They just completely dismantled North Texas. Total lines are going over. They were able to cover very easily. This home, this road favorite was not able to. San Diego State in a double overtime game against San Jose State in a game in which if you wound up having the under, you wound up getting a little bit of an unnecessary sweat. But in the end, San Diego State, they're going to remain in the top 25 come next week. Unable to cover the spread of anywhere between 9 and 10 points, but they will get it done. And the total that opened up at 43 got bet down to 40 and a half and 41. It stays under. And then Oregon gets a win, but no cover against Cal. 24 to 17 as Oregon wound up denying Cal, who had a fourth and goal opportunity with about 15 seconds left. They were turned away there, so Oregon in their home stadium of Autzen Stadium, able to do just enough to be able to get the job done. So you had a night in which wound up rewarding quite a few underdog betters out there in college football. Let's see if it's going to be that way on Saturday, as we've got a very interesting one that's going to be coming right out of the shoot. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, You've got the Texas Longhorns, and they're going to be playing O.C. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, this is one of those good old games in which the higher-ranked team on the road is the underdog as you're finding the Texas Longhorns. Anywhere between about a 3 to a a 3.5 point favorite, depending on where you're looking at this. I'm mostly seeing 3.5s out there, but you're going to see a little bit of variance in the numbers, and I really do think that this is the right call having Texas as a favorite in this spot because with this Texas Longhorn team, I do think that they've been a little bit different ever since Hudson Card, who wound up starting the first two, two games of this team, has been out of the fold. Casey Thompson has been able to do an amazing job, completing right around 67% of his passes. He has taken a couple sacks, but he's been doing a better job of being able to avoid sacks 
that you wound up seeing with Hudson Card, and he's been able to do a great job of moving the ball down the field. And the guy that he's really gotten into the fray, Xavier Worthy, he has been a very worthy wide receiver for him to use a bad pun. 24 catches, over 500 yards so far this year. But what I think is ultimately going to be the undoing of the Oklahoma State Cowboys in this game is Bajon Robinson. This is an Oklahoma State team that they haven't necessarily been the best at being able to bottle up the ground game. And Robinson, averaging 6.5 yards per carry, already has 8 touchdowns, 795 yards. He has just been racking it up. And then you take a look at this Cowboys team, and no question, they've been able to do a great job under, I'm a man, I'm 40, but at the same time, what you also have is a quarterback that has one more touchdown than interception so far this year in Spencer Sanders. I think that this is an Oklahoma State team in which they've been able to do a nice job of being able to move the ball on the ground, but they've got a little bit of a liability when it comes to just trying to move the ball through the air in general. That is something that I do take a look at, and this is an Oklahoma State team that I do think that they benefited a little bit from a little bit of a schedule that was easy at the front with Missouri State and Tulsa, and they've been clawing out a bunch of close wins. They wound up having a very close one on the road against Boise State. They were able to hold up at the point of attack when they wound up facing off against Baylor two weeks ago, actually had their bye week last weekend. For Texas, you do have some question marks when it comes to defense. This is a bunch that they have allowed at least 27 points in each out of the last three weeks, which I think is very intriguing with this total because it's at 60 and a half. And if you take a look at it, it's actually been Oklahoma State who perennially has been a little bit of a better offensive team than Texas. That has been the team that has been better on defense so far this year. But if I'm taking a look somewhere, I would be taking a little bit more of a look at the under because when it comes to Texas, this is a team that they do get gashed a little bit on the ground game, but I do think that they are going to be able to come up with a turnover or two of Sanders that is going to be able to benefit them. Now, Oklahoma State, they themselves have a very solid rusher who's been able to do a great job all year long in Jalen Warren. He's been able to rack up a little bit under five yards per carry. He's been someone that has been able to give the team over 120 yards each out of the last three weeks. He wound up being actually a little bit of an afterthought towards the beginning of the year, the first two weeks. He has been able to emerge ever since then, but I do think that this is a Texas team that ever since they wound up taking that loss a few weeks ago, they've really been able to find themselves. I think that Oklahoma State, they have been able to do a good job of being able to win these close games, but I think that Texas is going to be a little bit too much for them to handle. I do think that because Texas wound up having a a schedule which was loaded up with good opponents at the beginning part of the year. Louisiana, when they wound up playing them, they were ranked. They're a relatively solid team out there in the Sun Belt. They had to play against Arkansas earlier this season as well. That was a game which Arkansas handed it to them a little bit, but I do think that just that experience in general against a little bit of better competition is going to serve them very well moving forward. I do think that this is a bunch under Steve Sarkeesian is starting to find their seaway legs. So I'm taking a look at Texas being able to cover this game, and I do think that we're going to see a little bit of defense come to the forefront. When it comes to the SEC, you always think of defense and things of this nature, but We've seen in recent years the SEC go a little bit more offensive heavy. We have seen just a lot of explosive offenses, and it makes this game very intriguing as you've got Auburn versus Arkansas, a little bit more of a traditional college football total when you take a look at the grand scheme of things right around a 54, depending on where you're looking on this one. Auburn is finding themselves as a four and a half point underdog. And I think that this is a situation in which we have a good chance of being able to find an Auburn team that if you're looking at the money line, you're going to be getting them between a plus 160 to a plus 170, have a good chance of being able to win outright. With Auburn, their two losses came against two teams that I think have a relatively solid shot of being able to make the college football playoff. They wind up losing on the road against Penn State by eight points, and then they wind up losing to Georgia, which is completely understandable. I think that there is not a lot of disagreement that Georgia is right now the number one team until otherwise noted. And when it comes to Arkansas, they're coming off of back-to-back losses. Now, last week was a complete heartbreaker against Ole Miss, a game which it was just a game that, for lack of a better term, it was full to, filled with calamity, 52-51. to 51. Arkansas winds up going for two at the end of the game. They are unable to get that in. I've been thoroughly impressed by what we've seen out of this offense. More specifically, the fact that you've got the Burks to K.J. Jefferson connection. Jefferson has been able to throw for over 1,200 yards. A little bit of a dual threat. He has been absolutely incredible for the team. But then you take a look at the other end and what you've been able to get out of Auburn. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that Bo Nix is any sort of an amazing quarterback. He's been someone who has not necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job of being able to convert on a lot of his passes. But the one thing that he has done is he hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions. 
the interception he wound up throwing against Georgia last week, his first interception of the season. So he's actually been relatively efficient there. He doesn't take a lot of sacks. He is pocket mobile, for lack of a better term, and that he does a good job of being able to move around behind his offensive line. He's not a guy that is necessarily going to go out there and he's going to run for a bunch of yards, but that's what you've got a good running back for, and that's exactly what I think Auburn has. I think that they've got a little bit of advantage here because Jarquez Hunter, he has been averaging just a home run hitting right around eight and a half yards per carry. He was bottled up last week against Georgia, and this is someone that for Auburn, he's only been getting right around nine to ten touches per game, but he makes the most of them every single time he gets them. So I think that that's going to be very beneficial. And when you take a look at Auburn in general, this is a team that has been one of the better teams on defense all season long. I think that with Arkansas giving up as many points as they did to a very good Ole Miss team, it's going to throw their totals a little bit out of whack as well because prior to their game against Ole Miss and for that matter as well, their game against Georgia, this was one of the better defenses out there in college football. I thought that coming into the year, Arkansas was really going to be hanging their hat on defense as well. So I take a look at this total anywhere between a 53 and a half and a 54. I do think that you've got some relatively solid value here on the under. I think that you've got two of the better teams that you're going to find on defense in the SEC. I think that things are certainly going to be a little bit less harebrained than we wound up seeing for Arkansas because I think that the fact that you wound up having the 52 to 51 game against Ole Miss last week was a scoregami, which if you're wondering what a scoregami is, it's pretty much the first time that we ever saw that exact total. I think that there's something like 1,000 or something specific ones, like 3 to 2 would be 1, 7 to 6 obviously would be as well. So just different final scores for different games. But when you take a look at it, I do think that you're going to get a little bit of a lower scoring game here. So I do think that Auburn is going to be able to hold up. I think that that Auburn defense is going to pose some issues for Arkansas. I think that they've got a little bit of an advantage when it comes to the ground game as well. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a look at a money line here with the underdog of Auburn. I'm also going to be looking at this game being a little bit lower scoring. This is something that you're not used to seeing as well. This is coming out of the SEC as well. Number 20 Florida is going to be going on the road to LSU. And LSU is not just finding themselves as a home underdog in this spot. They're finding themselves as a double-digit home underdog. Who would have thought we would have seen this 12 months ago? Is there anywhere between an 11.5 to a 12-point underdog? Your total on this game is anywhere between 59 and 59 and a half. Only have a couple seconds here, so we're going to be continuing this into the next segment. But I just don't understand why you've got LSU catching this many points. I understand them being an underdog in this spot. They just have not necessarily been great ever since that national title game. And Ed Orgeron is someone that the luster has certainly fallen off of him. I don't think that he's necessarily on the same level as Gene Chizik. As you recall, he wound up being the national title winning coach when he was at Auburn. And then things just wound up going completely haywire for him. He wound up getting canned a couple years after that. Clearly a gentleman that wound up riding the coattails of one Cam Newton. And perhaps Ed Orgeron is doing that a little bit with our good friend Joe Burrow. But... At the same time, I don't think that it's necessarily that bad, but I think that this is a line that's a little bit just too out of whack considering what Florida has at the quarterback spot. We're going to be talking about those quarterback deficiencies on the other end when it comes to Florida, and we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at the SEC as well. So we've got some great games that are going to be going down on this college football Saturday, so going to give you guys a little bit of a preview of that and so much more here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VSIN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Betting Guide now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our Hoops experts, including Mr. Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so get yourself the betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 in a month, and you're able to get that at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm coming at you from the Circus Sportsbook, along with the resort. Absolutely amazing place out here. And you know what? If you're out there in the continental 48 states, it is a college football Saturday. Left off by talking a little bit about this Florida versus LSU game that we've got in. I do think that Florida's going to be able to win this game all right, but I question them being able to cover this double-digit spread. I think that LSU is going to be able to hang within a touchdown in this game. And a big reason why is not necessarily because of what they do great. This is an LSU defense that it can be gashed, but you take a look at Emory Jones, and I just have a little bit of a concern when it comes to his turnover woes. As this is a man that has seven interceptions. You take a look at it, and he's turned the ball over at least once in four out of the last five weeks. He does a good job of not being able to take sacks, and obviously he's a mobile guy. He's been able to rack up right around 470 or so yards on the ground, so that has been very beneficial. But I think that this is an LSU team that they are going to be able to catch Florida a little bit through the air. You just take a look at what you've been able to get in general out of this LSU team. And Max Johnson has been able to do an amazing job. 17 touchdowns. He's racked up over 1,700 yards now. A lot of those yards wound up coming up against some of the, shall we say, lesser opponents, like the 372 yards that he wound up having against Central Michigan. And they have faced some of the lesser defenses out there in the SEC. But I still take a look at it and... I think that this is a little bit too high of a total. I think that Florida is going to be able to come to play, and LSU has been a little bit better on defense recently. The Kentucky result notwithstanding, I do think that LSU is going to be able to give a little bit of a better effort. I think that Florida is going to be able to pull this game off outright, but man, it is just so stark to see an LSU team that a little bit less than 24 months ago, they were celebrating winning a national title, Joe Burrow being able to win the Heisman Trophy, all that. And now they are 3-3, three and three, unranked, and a double-digit underdog at home against not just an SEC team. It's not like they're growing up against Florida. It's not like they're growing up against Georgia. It's not like they're growing up against Alabama. They're going up against Florida. So, no question, this has been a little bit of a calamity. It will be a calamity if this team winds up losing as you've got number one Georgia playing host to Kentucky, as we're seeing it right now. Kentucky is catching right around 21.5 points. This is where this game has settled in at. We're seeing a little bit of variance. We're seeing some 22s. I'm actually seeing a 23 if you're out there in Las Vegas at the South Point as well. So we certainly are seeing the money coming in on Georgia. And Georgia has been a wrecking ball. And here is a little bit of something that if you're looking at things from more of a team total standpoint is intriguing. Because you've got Georgia laying 21.5 points. And you've got a total here of 44.5. So 
if you get pretty much anything more than a touchdown and a field goal out of Kentucky, they're going to go over their expected total for this game if you're doing it by pretty much deduction that way. But I take a look at Kentucky, and I think that they're going to be a game opponent because they have been very good on defense. I think that this could be the makings of something like a 24-10 to 10 style slobber knocker. I am actually taking a little bit of a look at the under because with Georgia, you just take a look at this defense, and they have been amazing. They're lying 137 pass yards per game. I mean, you take a look at Georgia, and you go down the list of every specific category, and it's like, number one, number one, number one. Number two, number one, number one, number one. I mean, this is a Georgia defense that might be the most dominant unit in all college football right now. I think that South Carolina and their coaching staff said it best when they said that they've got like 105 stars on that side of the football. It is absolutely incredible what we've got with Georgia and with Georgia as well. What I think is very encouraging for this team is that, for lack of a better term, they can go with either of their quarterbacks and feel just fine about it. JT Daniels, no question, he's a guy with a little bit more of the pedigree. He's got a little bit more of a name, but Stetson Bennett, whatever he's had to fill in, he has looked absolutely amazing for this team last week against Auburn. He wound up putting up some very nice numbers, 231 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, completes two-thirds of his passes. Not a guy that's going to go out there and necessarily light the world on fire, but at the same time, both of these guys in Bennett and Daniels, I don't know if there's necessarily too much of a step back when you wind up having Danielson instead of Bennett, Bennett in instead of Daniels. I think that this is a team that's going to be just fine either way. And it certainly helps when you got the deal of Zamir White along James Cook out there. Both of these guys have been combining for about 600 yards so far this year. You've got neither guy north of 350 yards, but both of these guys north of 250. So they've been rock solid there. But then you take a look at Kentucky and this bunch was able to do a very good job against that LSU passing attack. Uh, about a week or two ago, they held up at the point of attack against Florida and South Carolina. Now, I do think that some of their defensive numbers are a little bit flawed. Their first two weeks of the year against Chattanooga along with Missouri, they looked a little bit rough there. They have now given up 21 points or fewer in each of the last three weeks. But South Carolina, Florida, LSU, not necessarily, shall we say, powerhouses when it comes to offense. But at the same time, I do think that they're going to do a relatively solid job here. And when you take a look at Kentucky, their bread and butter is really on the ground. They've been able to have some great results out of Chris Rodriguez Jr., someone who's averaging north of six yards per carry. But I think that Georgia's really going to be able to take that away. I think that it's just going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game in general. Getting north of three touchdowns here with Kentucky, I do think is something that I do like. And at the same time, I think that this is going to be a game in which Georgia and Kentucky are going to have a tough time putting the ball in the end zone. Obviously, I think that Georgia is going to be able to find Pater a couple times, but taking a look at an under, I do think that there's value here getting north of three touchdowns with Kentucky. I also do think that there's a little bit of value in this bounce back as well. Alabama goes on the road against Mississippi State. It's not often that Alabama loses to an unranked foe. As a matter of fact, they had won, I believe it's 100 straight games against unranked opponents before going up against Texas A&M last week. Now, I did think it was an overreaction that Texas A&M was unranked going into their game last week. But with that said, you've got Alabama finding themselves as a 17-point favorite against Mississippi State. A Mississippi State team that they've got one of the leaders in passing in all of college football. Will Rogers, 14 touchdowns. 1,862 yards, but I think that Alabama is going to come out. I think that you've got to be trusting in everything that Nick Saban has been able to do with this program, and he's not just going to have his team up for this game. I think that he's going to have his team very, very angry and with something to prove. Alabama did not have a Crimson Tide like showing last week. This is a team that when they wind up losing a game, they bounce back very, very well because well, you just don't see it very often with the Crimson Tide. I think that this is a game which Alabama should be able to win this game by four touchdowns, to be honest with you, because you've got an Alabama team that is just full of guys that are able to produce for you. We've seen it with Bryce Young. Him be able to throw for already 20 touchdowns. He does take a couple sacks, but he's also a little bit of a mobile threat as well. You just take a look at all the weapons that surround this team with Jameson Williams. He's been able to do an absolutely terrific job. You've got Billingsley at the tight end spot. He's able to give you a lot of this and that. And then this Alabama defense. I recognize that it's not necessarily the defense that we wound up seeing a few years ago playing those like 14 to 10, those 10 to 3 sort of grind them out sort of games against LSU. But you've got a guy, Will Anderson Jr., at the linebacker spot who's been absolutely amazing. You've got Mathis up front. 
he's been able to give the team three and a half sacks. So you've got some very good front seven players when it comes to the Alabama team. When it comes to Mississippi State, I think that the line has a couple question marks. We saw with Mississippi State in the beginning part of the year. They wound up having problems with teams like a Louisiana Tech. It's not something that I would necessarily advocate for taking the points because while Mississippi State is a bunch in which they are able to have some explosive offense, this is a team that they give up some explosive plays themselves. It just feels like there are times in the game in which Mississippi State, they fall down early. They've been able to come back against some of the likes of a Louisiana Tech. They were able to grind out a nice point against Texas A&M. Their last time out as well. This is Alabama that we're talking about. I don't think that they're going to have such luck in this one. When it comes to luck, I don't think you're going to need it quite as much when you take a look at the rest of the SEC betting board because you've got a team that they wound up knocking off Alabama and you have to question if there's going to be a little bit of a letdown spot here with Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to be facing off against a team in Missouri that has covered as many games as Greg Peterson. Missouri has yet to be able to cover a game all season long, but here they are catching double digits at home, and I think that this is going to be a good spot for Missouri to be able to get their first cover because with Missouri, this is a team that they, quite frankly, have been a little bit overvalued, and now I think that they're a little bit undervalued. You find this with teams that they have a tough time covering the spread at the beginning of the year. The bookmakers, they take note of this. They wind up adjusting their power rankings. I think that they've adjusted a little bit too much because Texas A&M is coming off of one of the wins of wins. You've got a Missouri team that, well, they have not been able to necessarily fare too well, and a lot of their a lot of their non-covers have been very, very close ones as well. I'm going to be going through it on the other side. Why? I do think that there is going to be a little bit of value here on the Missouri Tigers, and since I've been talking about the SEC so much, we've got to get outside the SEC after I wind up taking a look at this Missouri versus Texas A&M game. That is going to be coming up on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features the Oscar winning screenwriter who is responsible for Forrest Gump, Eric Roth, who is also a 10 time competitor of the National Horse Players Championship. Jockey Arnaldo Bachera also discusses what happened last Saturday night when he wound up winning eight races at Charlestown. Lee Mushead of Racing Post handicapped the last Breeders' Cup qualifiers in England, and you are able to subscribe to the Rob Fighter Racing Pod at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it in the morning at beeson.com slash podcast. The Ron Flyter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet as we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson experience. We wound up leaving off talking about the Texas A&M versus Missouri game. And then over the break, Dave Sherapan was in my ear giving me a little bit of stuff. He's a great guy. Does the Cash Considerations podcast. And this is all made possible by some of the people that you, you don't see, but they do a great job behind the scenes. Wyatt, Oliver, Nick, you guys are absolutely awesome. So a big thanks to you guys on all of your hard work because you guys keep me out of the TV ditch. So you guys do an absolutely terrific job helping everything stay steady here. But things have been steady if you've been betting against Missouri so far this year. They have covered approximately zero spreads so far this year. But I think that this is going to be number one. You take a look at Texas A&M and... They've obviously been having a little bit of movement when it comes to the quarterback spot as Zach Calzada has been having a couple injury woes. He was able to come back for that game against Alabama. Looked very solid in it, but I do have my question marks when it comes to the Texas A&M defense being able to hold up against a Missouri bunch in which they've been able to do a solid job of moving the ball both on the air and on the ground. This is actually, when it comes to total yards, a very solid offense. I think that a big key for Missouri as well being able to get some chunk plays when it comes to the backfield as well. Tyler Beatty has been able to give you a little bit over six yards per carry. He's been a little bit of a home run hitter. He has been able to rack up two plus touchdowns in three out of the last four games for this team on the ground as well. So he's been able to do a nice job when it comes to these chunk plays for Missouri, even though they have yet to be able to cover a spread. It's not like they've been 
far off in a lot of these games, aside from that Tennessee game, in which it was a complete calamity, giving up 62 points, just absolutely unforgivable. But I do feel like bookmakers have overreacted a little bit too much to Texas A&M's big win and a little bit too much to the fact that Missouri is on this non-covered streak. So I do think that there's going to be a little bit of value here with Missouri. I do think that this is a total that's a little bit tight at 59 and a half. I really wouldn't be looking either way. I do think that the biggest edge here is on the spread, and I think that Missouri, being able to catch double digits at home, I don't think that there's a lot of value here on the money line, but at the same time, I do think that this is a team that they're able to hang within a touchdown and a field goal, taking a look at a point at the points here with Missouri. You take a look at another game that I think is going to be very intriguing, and that's a very rare non-conference game for a Big 12 foe, and that's because they're going to be playing against BYU as you've got Baylor, and they're going to be playing us to BYU. I really like what Dave Aranda has been able to do with Baylor. 5-1 right now. The Cougars, though, they are the ranked team, and right now they're the team that's catching five points, and I do think that this is very appropriate. You take a look at this BYU bunch. They were able to get a nice win earlier in the year against Utah that really propelled them forward. Jalen All has been able to do a good job of being able to step him for Zach Wilson. Thus far this year, he has thrown three interceptions, but he's been able to create a little bit when it comes to just a wide variety of different aspects for this team. And when you take a look at BYU in general, this is a bunch in which they have been able to do a great job with Mr. Algier on the ground, being able to give you eight touchdowns. But when it comes to Baylor, what I think is going to be such a big key for this team is being able to get the offense rolling against a BYU defense that you take a look at them by and large, they've been relatively solid. Now, BYU coming off their first loss of the year, that was to Boise State. And I think that it's a little bit of a sign of things to come. I think that BYU was hyped up a little bit too much for their win over Utah. Now, the Arizona State win was also very nice as well, but they wound up showing a couple cracks in the armor against South Florida and then Utah State. I think that this is a team that they're starting to look a little bit more mortal because I don't necessarily like the pieces that they have on the outside with Baylor. I think that this is one of the more underrated defenses out there in all of college football. Miranda was able to do a good job with both Wisconsin and LSU. He's come in here to, to Baylor, and he's been able to just be relatively rock solid. And you take a look at the guy that's going to be toting the rock, Abram Smith. He has been able to do a nice job all year long. He has been someone that has been a little bit of a lower usage guy. You're typically going to find him getting right around like 12-ish touches per game, but he makes the most out of every last one of them. This is someone that for the year is averaging right around 7.5 yards per carry. I think that that's a big key. Using him in in doses, being able to get him out in space, I think that that's going to be big against a BYU defense that they haven't necessarily done the best job on the ground. I think that they can be a little bit exploited there. So even though you've got a ranked team, against a non-ranked team, and the non-ranked team is the one that's laying points. I think that there is some good value here on Baylor. I'm going to be taking a look at them in this spot as well. We're also going to be looking at Cincinnati, a team that's looking to become the first team outside of the the first team in the group of five because you've had Notre Dame be able to make the college football playoff with not having a conference, so they're technically outside the power five, but with that said, it's still Notre Dame, but... Cincinnati looking to become the first group of five team to be able to make the college football playoff. No doubt they're going to need to win out in order to make that a reality. And they're a big favorite here against Central Florida to be able to do so. UCF catching 21.5 points. You're finding this total at 56.5, which if you would have brought this up to me about 24 months ago, I would have told you that you were crazy because Central Florida, as we know, they are known for offense, offense, offense. We've seen a couple different coaching regimes over there in recent years, but I do take a look at the spot, and I do think that there is a little bit of value with Central Florida. Now, I don't think that Cincinnati is going to be losing this game outright. I don't think that they're going to have their college football playoff hopes come to an end here, but I do think that this is a Central Florida defense that is a little bit more improved. They've actually been able to do a relatively decent job through the air, so I do think that Desmond Ritter is going to have a little bit of a tougher time than we've seen in recent weeks with Ritter. He was just able to guide the team to a very easy win over Temple. And we've seen it with Cincinnati as well. This is a defense that has come to play. They have allowed 14 points or fewer in four out of the last five weeks. They wound up letting up a little bit against Indiana. They had control of that game early. They let up a little bit late. And then Ritter was able to lead the team down the field. And they were able to get a little bit of breathing room from there. But when I take a look at this game, I do think that it's going to be a little bit lower scoring. I do agree with the totals adjustments that we've been seeing recently. 
recently with Central Florida. I'm going to be taking a look at an under because with Central Florida, this is a team that all of a sudden they've been able to do a little bit better job on the ground. You don't necessarily have that one marquee guy that's going to go out there and get you 100 plus yards. But at the same time, you've got a lot of guys that they get a couple carries. You've got a little bit of elusiveness as well when it comes to Central Florida, because I do like what you've been able to get out of Dylan Gabriel all season long. This is someone that wound up going out a little bit earlier, and you've had some adjustments when it comes to coaching position. And as a result, this is a Central Florida team that on the fly had to make a couple adjustments when it came to the just direction of this offense in general. And they were able to make them being able to get a win over East Carolina last week. We've seen a little bit of adjustment in the total due to the fact that you do have a little bit of moving parts when it comes to the quarterback spots. So it is one of these situations in which I do think that this is a Central Florida team that they're going to be looking to guys like Bowser and Richardson on the ground to be able to give them a tad bit of something. I do think that when it comes to this game in general with Cincinnati, they are going to be a little bit bottled up when it comes to Ritter being able to get airborne as well. So I do think that they're going to be looking to the ground game as well. So I take a look at this 56 and a half total. And I do think that there's good value here on the under because this is a Central Florida team that they've been playing better defense than they typically do. And this is a Cincinnati bunch that they themselves, you cannot sell them short on defense. I think that Cincinnati going to be able to win the game all right. I think that getting north of three touchdowns here, there is a little bit of value here with Central Florida. I think there's a little bit of value here with taking a look at the Big Ten as well when it comes to conferences that I've been betting on throughout the year. The toughest one for me to be able to figure out has been the Big Ten, but something that has been easy to figure out is knowing what you're going to be able to get out of this Iowa defense because the Iowa defense has been amazing all year long. You're finding them as right around an 11 to an 11.5 point favorite here against Purdue, and you're seeing a very low total here of 43, and I think that there might be a little bit of an overreaction here to how good this Iowa defense has been. It has been really solid. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And this is a Purdue bunch that they themselves have been having a little bit of difficulty to score, shall we say. 13 points or fewer in each of the last three weeks. Actually, approximately 13 points each out of the last three weeks. But I do think that this is going to be a situation which Purdue is really going to be looking to get a little bit more space. I think that they're going to do a little bit of a better job of being able to move the ball through the air. They themselves have been dealing with some injury issues with Jack Plummer being a tad bit banged up. So something that you do want to be taking a look at, but I do think that Purdue is going to be able to do enough to be able to move the ball on the ground in this spot. And this is a Purdue team that they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to bottle up the ground game. As we know, that is a bread and butter for Iowa. I think that Tyler Goodson and company going to be able to find some space. I think that Iowa is going to be able to win this game by multiple touchdowns. And keep in mind, though this is an Iowa team that hang their head on defense, this is a bunch that we saw them two weeks ago put up 51 points on Maryland. So I do like this total over, and I do like the fact that we've got a lot of games to take a look at. So on the other side, going to take a little bit more of a look at some of the under-the-radar college football games and give you a New York Post pick when it comes to the MLB slate as well. On the other side on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com Showtime now to make your predictions before the fight begins. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply, and other restrictions do apply as well. See DraftKings.com for details as it is the final segment here of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. But do not have you worried. After I'm off, we're going to have you covered with wall-to-wall coverage all day long here on the Vegas Sets and Information Network. It's a big college football Saturday. We've obviously got some MLB postseason action, which I'm going to give you guys a play that I like for the MLB slate for Saturday here in a few minutes. But first things first, we've got a lot of college football to take care of and been talking a lot about these top 25 teams. But how about if we look at a little bit of an under-the-radar game? I always like to take a look at these. And you've got a little bit of a home underdog that I like in Eastern Michigan. They are going to be playing us the Ball State. This has been a very interesting Ball State team, to say the least. They wound up losing three straight games, and ever since then, they've been able to right the ship with two wins. The win against Army, I felt like, was a little bit impressive, but that was at home. They wind up going on the road, and they take down Western Michigan. And Western Michigan, if you're talking about a disappointment, they certainly have been that. But you take a look at Eastern Michigan, and things looked very bleak at the beginning of the year after they wound up getting pounded by Wisconsin by a count of 34-7, to which... We have found out that this Wisconsin team just flat out stinks. The defense is not what it once was. The running game has been a complete and utter hot mess. And for Eastern Michigan, the win against UMass, though it was 42-28, to not as impressive as it might appear because, well, UMass, one of the worst teams we have seen in college football in quite a while. They wind up skating by against Miami of Ohio. But what I think is key for Eastern Michigan is that this is a team that they've done a great job of being able to limit the air yards or giving up fewer than 100 yards through the air. And this is a Ball State team in which they're not necessarily the world's best at being able to move the ball on the ground. They've been able to get a little bit of something out of Carson Steele so far this year. But take a look at Steele, and he's only a guy that gives you right around 10 touches. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to give you those gritty yards on a third and three. Meanwhile, you take a look at Eastern Michigan, and this is a team that they've just done a good job of not turning the ball over. It's not necessarily a case in which Eastern Michigan is going to gash you with a bunch of big chunk plays. It's not a bunch in which they're going to jump out at you, and they're going to do a whole bunch of things flashy. They just do a nice job of just avoiding disaster, for lack of a better term, as this is a bunch in which ever since they've had Ben Bryant being able to lead the show for this team, they've been able to do some okay things. He wound up just doing just enough against Miami of Ohio in the team's last game, throwing for an interception, but he was able to throw for a touchdown as well. Now, if you do take a look at one big bugaboo that you have with Eastern Michigan, 
sacks are an issue. Bryant has been dropped 11 times in his last two games under center, but I do think that they're going to do a little bit of a better job against the Ball State team that they haven't been able to generate too much of a pass rush so far this season. So I do take a look at a home underdog here with Eastern Michigan. I do think that there's some value there. I know that many of you guys, you always turn to me for a play that I give out in the New York Post every single day. I do this for baseball. I've been doing it for every single day in which we've had games on the baseball betting board. It's difficult to give out much of a pick when you don't wind up having any games to pick from, but we do have a pair of games that are going to be going down on this Saturday. And though it's not confirmed, things are pointing towards Max Scherzer being the starter for the LA Dodgers. Now, we have seen a couple initial lines come out with this game. Do not be concerned if you do not have this available currently at your book because there are some books that they have decided that they are going to be holding off until a starter is necessarily confirmed. Other books, they are projected forward. Places like DraftKings, a lot of the Eastern time zone jurisdictions, they've decided to put up a line on this game as you've got the LA Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves going at it. Max Freed has been concerned has been confirmed as a starter for the Atlanta Braves. Meanwhile, for the Dodgers, right now, all signs are pointing towards Mad Max Scherzer getting the start for them. As a result, you're seeing a total at pretty much everywhere that I'm finding in eight. You've got the over and under juice ranging a little bit. At some places, you're going to be finding the under with minus 105 juice. Other places, it'll be as high as a minus 115. Same goes for the over as well. But I'm taking a look at this solo, and I'm taking a look at an under. If Scherzer does wind up going against Freed, I'd be taking a look at a 7-under, personally. And if it does wind up being a bullpen game here for the LA Dodgers, which you could wind up seeing that because, as we know, Max Scherzer, he wound up closing out Game 5 of that series against the San Francisco Giants. I'd be taking a look at the under, even at a 7.5. So I do think that there's some good value here. You just take a look at both of these teams, and both of their bullpens have been amazing. The Braves numbers are a little bit slanted because they wound up having a little bit of a rough go of it at the beginning of the year. But ever since the All-Star break, the Atlanta Braves, when it comes to bullpen ERA, they're number four in baseball. Now, they do have a quadrant of guys that will be able to give you at least 30 home runs so far this year. Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Adam Duvall, along with Freddie Freeman. And Freeman, he came up as Mr. Captain Clutch in that series against the Milwaukee Brewers, being able to hit that big home run against Josh Hader to be able to get them to the spot. But I do like the overall pitching and you take a look at both of these guys, Max Scherzer, along with Max Freed, both of these guys have been incredible down the stretch. Both of these guys, ever since the month of August, a sub-2 ERA, with both teams having won at minimum 10 out of the team's last 11 starts whenever Freed or Scherzer have taken the mound. In the case of Scherzer, his lone loss wound up coming in Game 3 of the postseason against the San Francisco Giants, and that was a 1-0 game in which Scherzer wound up throwing an absolute gem, just couldn't get any offense from the LA Dodgers, and we have noticed it with the Dodgers. They've had a little bit of a tough time scoring in some of these games. They've really been a feast or famine team, as you take a look at them over the last nine games, they have scored at least at least six runs in six of those games. And then in a few of the other games, they wound up getting shut out twice against the San Francisco Giants. They were able to pull off the win in game five, only scoring two runs in that one with Mookie Betts hitting a quadrant of singles to be able to get the job done there. I think that this has all the makings of a very low scoring game. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under and I do want you to note that when it comes to the money line of this game, you want to be noting if Max Scherzer winds up going or not, because if Max Scherzer is a go, and right now all signs, like I said, indicate him going, so you probably would want to be going a little bit more pitcher dependent if you're able to have that offering if it winds up being listed as Max Scherzer. I would be taking a look at the Dodgers here because I would be willing to lay up to about a minus 136, minus 138-ish with them. If it winds up being a Dodger bullpen game, I have this as a 40 cent difference personally because you'd probably be getting Tony Gonsolin who'd be going for the LA Dodgers. And with Gonsolin, he has yet to give up more than three runs in any of his appearances, but he has won five innings or fewer every single time he's taken the mound. He's not necessarily going to give you a lot of length. Now you take a look at the Dodgers bullpen. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. The bullpen has been absolutely tremendous. Second best bullpen ERA in all the big leagues. Pursuiter Gratterall is a guy that's able to throw over 100 miles per hour effortlessly. Blake Tryon is going to be good to go in this game. You've got Kenley Jansen, who we know in big spots he has been a little bit of an enigma. But at the same time, overall for the year, he's been relatively solid. And I do think that 
This is a bunch of which they're going to be able to do a good job of folding it down. I really think that this is going to be a first team to be able to break that three-run plateau is going to be able to win it. So I take a look at this spot for the New York Post. I wound up writing up the under in this game. I think that there's great value, whether you wind up getting Max Scherzer or you wind up getting that bullpen game. And then you take a look at the other game that we're going to be having when it comes to the championship series of baseball. you got the Boston Red Sox on the road against the Houston Astros and what more could be said about Kike Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, has been absolutely amazing out there in the field. He wound up hitting the sacrifice fly that wound up sending the Boston Red Sox to this series in game four against the Tampa Bay Rays. Came up with two home runs yesterday. I also think that in between innings, this guy sells hot dogs at the hot dog stand because he does a little bit of everything. He is going to be certainly a focal point for Boston. And then this one has... They're going to have Nathan Eovaldi taking the mound, and it's going to be Luis Garcia going for the Astros. Astros, as I'm seeing it right now, wide range of prices. Anywhere between a minus 126 to a minus 140 on them. Meanwhile, if you take a look at the Boston Red Sox, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about a plus 116 to a plus 122. So we're seeing the juice move around a little bit with a total of 8.5. I think that it is very important to note the home and road splits that you have with Luis Garcia. He's posted up right around a 2.4 ERA when he's been at home on the road, more, more like a 4.25. And we saw him get completely shellacked in that game against the Chicago White Sox. They wound up starting in game three. Meanwhile, Nathan Eovaldi, he has delivered every single time he's taken them out in the postseason for the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox, when he minds up making any sort of pitching appearances, whether it be a start or coming in relief, the team has lost once. It is nine appearances as a Boston Red Sox in the postseason. And that one loss wound up coming when he wound up being in that 18-inning game against the LA Dodgers in which he heroically wound up going six-plus innings out the bullpen in a game of which he was not supposed to be entering him whatsoever. This guy is an absolute gamer. I think that he's going to be able to get the Boston Red Sox back online. I think that there's great value here getting a plus price with the Boston Red Sox. I recognize the lethality, for lack of a better term, of the Houston Astros, a team that has scored five-plus runs and every one their postseason games. I think that Nathan Evaldi going to be able to keep them at bay, looking at an under. And I'm looking at the Boston Red Sox, and I'm looking at this slate for college football this Saturday. It's absolutely tremendous. What else is tremendous? Everything that we've got coming up on the Vegas Edson Info. Information Network. We've got you covered all day long right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.